There he is. There's the guy. Hey, how we doing? How we doing? We're doing good. The USA right. not doing too good. No. Not, not no. doing great at the moment after this past weekend. Yeah, B, welcome to another episode. Looks like we're going to have to chirp our words a little bit here on Good Lies Golf, considering the USA got smacked around by Europe. This is all I'll say, all right? I was looking for USA to win 100%, okay? I back them. But if I were to have laid down money before this, which I did not, I absolutely would have taken Europe. That's all I can say. (laughs) I just thought they were better better team better squad yeah and and i don't want to shit on scheffler at all you know he obviously is world number one for a reason his ball striking is unbelievable his numbers across the board are unbelievable until you get to the putting and Mm. when it comes down to the Ryder cup man and team events like this like putters win matches man it's match play you know it's not really who shot the best uh you know score across 18 holes it's who won the most holes right and you gotta yeah. make putts yeah dude he, he doesn't make putts he didn't make putts man and i mean his record was atrocious <laughs> it really was man yeah it was brutal and when that's supposed to be do your... too hot either no no he didn't he didn't Spieth was all over the place, dude. I Spieth didn't play well at all either. Oh my god, his driving was ridiculous. It yeah. was a struggle. I mean, I remember watching. Uh, I think it was the second round, first day. He was playing with you know JT, uh, which all the talk was about JT coming in, captain's pick. He shouldn't be there because he you know played <laughs> horribly all year. Um, and honestly, that second round on the first day, I felt like jt played the whole back nine against two players yeah uh, that's how bad yeah. spieth was true um, unfortunately but uh yeah dude i mean europe wins and they win on home soil you know <laughs> that's kind of been a trend for quite some time i mean i, I know they've won like the last 70 percent of these things so yeah um, yeah seven last seven times or something out of 11 or whatever what yeah whatever it may be but um tommy fleetwood securing the win too i mean that's the way to do it for uh europe he's been overdue and can we talk about the concession there like i i felt like ricky should have made fleetwood make that putt i mean yes it was you know probably three four footer pretty automatic i mean it's still that's to to clench the whole thing like you would think that I mean, you got to, you know, a little gamesmanship. You got to yeah, make I don't him make know. the putt. You know what I mean? I Come know. on. Yeah, if, that's it's, not a... if it's a, you know, a six-incher, okay, sure. That's, no, that's I'm not giving at, anybody but... anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you're not. Cut my nose off, spite my face. Dude, yeah. It could be, like, on the lip. No, you got to hit it. Yeah, exactly. No, you got to tap that in. Yeah, but I don't know. That's just yeah. maybe that's just me. I don't know. I just felt like shit, man. Let's to clinch the whole thing. Make him make the fucking putt. What is that? At the overall, though, I you know basically the match won when Scotty tied Rom. So that I mean, you mean Rom tied Scotty? That's what I mean. Sorry. And yes, dude, that's what I'm talking about. Though when he needed to make the putt, dude, he was one up with two to play. 
and it it uh he would have clenched it on 17 he put his ball in there it was probably like a 12 13 footer which for those guys i mean they have a higher make percentage for that relatively right i mean dude you can't make the putt and then you got rom just like I don't know. Rom comes up and makes putts. You know, that's, Listen, that's just kind of what he does. Victor Hovland was going to come out swinging once Steam he had train. a hole-in-one. Hole <laughs> you knew once he had a hole-in-one that he wasn't fucking around. He was he was not coming to fuck around. He was coming that to... FedEx player of the year, man. He uh, He's a stud. Dude, I honestly, after seeing his play for the last few months, I scarily think that Victor Hovland is like the best golfer in the world right now. And he's just, he is. He and is. he's, and he's just, he's Hansel too hot right now. And I uh, really, I think honestly, if he keeps up Hansel. his pace, he's my master's pick already. And I don't, I don't, I would know, like that. I would like, I, that. I'm not even, you know, I'm calling it this early. I know, but, but I swear early. I have a weird feeling, especially with his style. He's of played play. well there. I mean, his style of play Recently. with that precision there. I mean, that's just what you need to do. And I think he just looks so good right now. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. There's nah, a lot of guys that look good. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not discrediting anybody else. Shoffley looks good. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that Fleetwood looks good. Um, Ricky did look good until this contest. But I, I just, I don't know. I think. I mean, if you ask me, I'd just say this. level. I mean, yeah, I mean comparatively to those guys for sure <laughs> i mean you're you're talking about the best player in the world and you you rank some of the like bottom all the guys teams. in the Ryder cup yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> our best uh no dude I, our marine corps of golf i hear i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying but hovland is for sure i i think he was obviously the fedex cup winner for a reason uh you know, the big yeah. knock, he's always been a great, great ball striker. He's always been. Uh, the big knock on him for a long time was, you know, can he make putts in his play around the green? He's figured that out, at least Clearly. as of this season. He has figured it out. He's He's been statistically still, like, much better, much better than the past. Um, and you just combo that with his already great ball striking. I mean, he's, he's lethal, dude. And uh you know he's got fire in him dude and some of these guys are just like out there there's oh you know it didn't win it is what it is like you can tell he wants to go out there and just like and he has a good time but he's still nice as fuck you know right like he has a good time like that's you could also tell within that seriousness he's got this like great persona um, which is what golf needs i think golf needs a face like that so bless it more power to him did you hear uh, or, or see the video of like all the guys on his team uh, on Team Europe listening to Victor Hovland's favorite song? <laughs> no, no, I missed it. Dude, that. it's like I, I don't know who it was, but it was like heavy, heavy, heavy fucking like metal, dude. Like, like just straight screamo. That's hey, man, like that's that. how you got to get in the zone. That's it's just hilarious, though, because he's the nicest fucking guy. I feel like Brooks Kepka would be like a metal to get in the zone guy even though sometimes it could be that or like club music, but you know, who knows? I don't know about that, man. How did, uh, so, so Ryder cup, you know, was kind of a, a Led Zeppelin for the U S. Um, if we didn't get smoked in the first two days, oh, we'll just get a chance, but, 100%. but we just, they made we just, run light. but yeah, but we just, 
he can't get slapped like that for two days straight no. and then expect to do anything significant. Um, no. no. So no, we no. lost that, and now really we we have a we have the Zo, we have the Zoso coming up, the Zozo Zaza coming up, and then uh, other than that, you really, got the Shriners, man, the Shriners, uh, Children Championship. True, I which think is uh, pretty cool because you have Lexi Thompson who's on the LPGA. Um, oh, she actually right. got, got through via sponsorship, so she's going to yeah. be playing on a PGA Tour event, which is kind of sick. I forgot about that. That's really cool, actually, to mention that. Thank you for mentioning that for my hiccup, not mentioning that. <laughs> 100%. Um, Shout yeah. out, man. It's just great. We got some things coming in the pipeline, so golf is not completely shut off yet. We still have some moments, you know, for yeah. those who are sad after the Ryder Cup closed down. But then we have our own sports here. I mean, you know, football season's We've got our own heavy. sports. We got our own sports. We play sports, um, you know, as out of shape adults, and we also um, follow sports as out of shape adults. So, um, look at us, man. We're at, adults, look, isn't look that look cool, Ryan? Um, yeah, yeah man caves and everything. <laughs> we do a lot of stuff. I just played nine holes actually with Kai. Yeah, so uh, you played nine holes Elks, with your son. Yeah. How was at Elks Run, the classic? Yeah course we always talk about obviously the Dude, listeners know elks run they're right grooming that course up right now they're they're bringing some life back to it for sure uh she was looking absolutely beautiful uh i mean i can't i can't not say how the weather treated us beautifully as well thank you weather and mother earth um dude it was just an absolutely perfect evening we caught golden hour which was perfect and mm. uh but, but talking about the course itself, like I said, they, they're grooming it up, man. It looks unbelievable. It's coming to life. I will say they had an outing that day, and I, unless it's my own outing, when I know, like, the guys are going to respect the fucking course, you could tell they just fucking ate it up. Like, they didn't repair anything. There was just divots and fucking, uh, you know, um, fleet Ooh, marks everywhere. Tobacco, eh? Dude, it was fuck. It was it was kind of annoying because like I'm going around. I first of all, I love golf courses, but I used this to work one here when special... I was 15. Okay, exactly. All right, it has to be prestige. Right? Absolutely, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I told Kai on on number. Uh, this eight, is horseshit. Like, hey, I you know your dad. He's uh built those stairs right there. Okay. Blood, sweat, and tears. Put them in that. Okay, in yeah. that cement. Um, he was like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna go run up your the stairs you built." I was like, "All right, test them out. They're still standing." Um, dude, she was she was lush. She treated me well. I, I hit the ball pretty well. I shot a forty. Um, I was I was striking some driver better than I have in a long time. Forty. That's that's an eighty about. if you double that. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, um, I hit the ball pretty damn well for my standards the thing that hurt me was actually what i'm usually best at the wedge um you know i just uh i had some some chunky monkeys out there why do i feel like golf is this thing that it's it's like a sinking ship that keeps having little holes plugged in and i feel like once you yeah, plug one 100%. hole and you fix something it's like something else like is there's off, another yeah. hole and then you go and you plug that hole and it's like, and then there's another hole. And then they're like, it's like a cartoon, like Tom and Jerry, yeah. like they're fucking with us. Like the golf gods 
are just messing with you. Every time one aspect of your game gets pretty crisp, then all of a sudden something else falls apart. And then when you go and yep. tweak and fix that something for those somethings, then something else falls apart. And you're just like holding yourself like battered at the end of a year trying to figure right. out where the hell your game went in those 12 months. <laughs> it's just a whirlwind. <laughs> you just you just feel like shit. You're, like, you're just, you're just end around. up right where you started at and then you're ready to do it again. You're buying like... square strikes. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're just like you're so fucked up mentally and you're so exhausted you can't fall asleep. So you're just sitting on your fucking lazy boy. 3 a.m. It's just gray screen. I need one of them. <laughs> the TV guide manual in front of you. Martha, give me a TV guy. <laughs> Where's the TV dinner? Put in a hunger man XL in the freezer, please. I can't get it. I need up. to work on my swing. Hey, get out of here. Need to work on my swing. There's my the fantasy there. team's just fucked up. I got I got Fields on my team. I drafted him high thinking he's going to be a top five QB. He's not. He's not. He's killing my team. I don't know how we got the dog, there. The dog was uh, barking. I had to get a little see the dog in the background. That yeah. boy making yeah. an appearance on Good Life. Call. Really, to be honest, all I saw was its little Hershey kiss just looking at me back there. Nice, dude. Nice. That's what he's oh, all about. Yeah, but so you went out there, you golfed, you had a nice round, a little 49. Yep. I mean, 40 back your front nine, that's, that's pretty damn good. So, Caius well, was a good luck charm, good caddy there for you. Yeah. And then uh, he was, and you said he you was. went to some mini golf extravagant place for a work thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shout these guys out. Um, they treated us well, for sure. But, yeah, I went out to a little happy hour uh, with with the company and uh, brought the fam along. And uh, we went to this place called The Acres in Cincinnati. And it's like a little restaurant bar. And they also have a driving range and then two uh, 18-hole pupper courses. And the thing that's pretty cool about it, too, uh, or at least what I found was pretty cool about it, is they have this whole little, like, section where there's also a track man, uh, but there's a, a tiny little practice putting green with a bunch of just random old ass uh all different types it's like a plated again sports almost looking like but they just have it all lined with different types of putters and that's what you use as like your your putter for uh putt putt so, so you just kind of figure it out like whatever one yeah you, you just look use. around and you look Dealer's for like choice. different random shit like i saw a fucking old it's probably from the 1950s uh forged in scotland like heel, heel putter oh dude it was so sick like i almost wanted to buy it off them but um you know we'll we'll let it sit there for everybody else to use but yeah it was, it was sick man it was fun yeah so you did that and that was a work-related thing that's amazing your job does stuff like that you know it's yeah a just a, a little outing for the the people that live in the cincinnati area and you know we uh hooked up there and um we did like a little rider cup thing of our own so like split up the two teams had handy uh some handicaps and then played played 18 hole putt putt um came down uh and then the winning team um whoever was a part of that participated in like uh you know best hole type how'd thing. you shoot in putt putt 
so I got there super late, um, and I just kind of caught on the end, but I, I did have to go back around and like play the, the holes I missed <laughs> by myself. Um, so apparently I ended up shooting uh, the second best score, but I was on the losing team, so it didn't matter. Um, got it but but yeah the the winners ended up playing like a best hole and then it came down to like three people because they kept making the same hole over and over so they went to like three new holes and the, it kept going on until eventually there was a winner who was uh, uh, travis you know trap yeah i know travis i just beat him in fantasy last week yeah but so shout out to nice little portrait right now you're handsome okay there you are you're back how are you yeah, there it is. I don't know. The little glitches yeah. are happening That's all right, right now. Hey, glitchy we some, itchy. We have some technical good. difficulties here. It's all good, man. It's okay. But yeah, shout good. out to Travis. If it got cut off, I got to shout him out. We, he, we uh, know we know Travis. He's in the highly educated fantasy football league, and he just there got he beat by me last week. Making a run for it this year, boys. Uh, hey, man, we're going to make it competitive for sure. Just traded Brendan Aaron Jones for DJ Moore, and I think I made the right call. Because I think uh, he's going to light it up for the rest of the year in Chicago. Hey, we're we're going to see for sure. We're going to see for sure. I'm <clears> trying <throat> to make some deals as we speak. Bada boom, bada bing. Uh, we'll see if they come through. I don't know. Brendan's the trade guy in fantasy. He's like the guy who's always itching. It's fun, dude. Trade. It's fun. Yeah, I don't know. You're just I mean, like constant money ball. It's it's enjoyable. It's just constant. My team always is garbage, so I just have to treat <laughs> yeah. all my players all the time. Hey, man, you know, sometimes you got great players and you got bad luck. Sometimes you got shitty players and you got good luck, and I think that happens with fantasy, and that's what's frustrating, and it's a constant movement, and sometimes you fuck your own team up, but sometimes you make it better. Hey, you never fucking know, so why don't you just trade, you know? <laughs> There you go. That's a good strategy. I've lost, you know, multiple years in a row with all my fantasy teams, and I've never really done well. So I don't have the winning strategy for anybody. So don't listen to my advice when it comes to fantasy sports like football or otherwise. Advice, I, I feel like advice is just all bullshit on that stuff. Like you listen to the guys on ESPN fantasy. They can say everything. And I then it's love nothing. those guys. I love listening to them. They get make great points. You get out there, you play a certain guy, the guy does nothing, and nothing. and everyone's just like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, we all knew this was going to happen. No one knows what the fuck's actually happening out there. It's any Only given the game Sunday. Straight. It's Only any given scripted. Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all scripted, NBA. It's all scripted. I. That's why the other night, it's, and, it's, and it's about energy, too, about sports. That's the real fire up about sports. That's why I really like and appreciate live sports betting. Because like when the games actually started, and this is what I did the other night when when they were playing each other um, for uh, it was Sunday night football. And I had made a bet that um, what's his name? Witherspoon was going to get an interception. And I because I I just saw his energy in the first two quarters with like how hard he was doing tackles, like how hard he was hitting people. And he was like all hyped up in the camera, like fucking screaming after every play. And he was just like, you could tell he was juiced up. He was on one, like straight up. The energy he had was just like playoff level energy. And I felt it. And I looked at the app and I was like, damn, he's plus 6,000 right now to score a defensive touchdown. Meaning a pick six is plus 6,000. And he's fired up like this. Why not throw $10 on it? And then bam, of course, fucking pick six. And he gets it. 
10 bucks to win $600. Imagine if I would have just been not been a little bitch and I would have put 100 on it. Bam. That's six grand, ladies and gentlemen, off energy and vibe. It's real. Imagine so you if you put $47 on it. Then what? I can't do math. But that's a lot of money, you know? It's just... Uh, no, that, that's sick. It's just that's funny sick. how you can kind of feel energy like that in the live sports betting arena. Like, I'm sure you could have came up big on DraftKings or FanDuel or Caesars if you were watching the Ryder Cup on Saturday and Sunday when the U.S. was making a couple runs. I'm sure there was good value there in some of those sure. picks um, sure. because they knew it was at a disadvantage, just like some of these baseball teams. Like, I was just looking – right before we started this podcast tonight – um arizona was playing the brewers and they're they were down to nothing and they the brewers were like minus 600 to win now they're winning four to two <laughs> it's and, and so it's like just like that bam you just gotta so, have faith it's really sports are crazy like that and it goes for golf it goes for football and that's why fantasy is all just a crapshoot and really whoever wins at the end of the year just got lucky they drafted the right people and then they got even luckier by maintaining guys that came up a little bit that weren't yeah. supposed to be that good they got lucky honestly it's just really the luck of the draw and and where sure. you fall and, and who you get so everybody gets all angry and aggro but at the end of the day it's just luck man you're at the blackjack table. it really is man it's you're just the like table you just gotta build build teams with guys you like um i mean and and like you said at the end of the day it's just like whatever happens happens you know you you have no control i mean you have control but you really don't. You really don't. And that's why I say, like, every, you know, all those guys you listen to on, like, ESPN and shit. I mean, even us, you know, like, we're just giving out opinions. <laughs> we're just giving out opinions we're to looking those at who think fucking, we have an opinion. Yeah, so. yeah, we have we have some data, and you look at it and say, oh, yeah, look, they got good numbers. Yeah, I think they're going to do well this week, and they do nothing. And, you know, that's just how shit. It's like a fucking weatherman giving a that's all we Weather are. Forecast. We're all just sports meteorologists. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. And, you know, we're never right. So Honestly, we're we're right sometimes. There's been a few times where we've called winners over the last True. year and a few times we've done a few things. But, you know, for the most part, like Brendan said, we're swinging in the dark, you know. But, but that's why it's good to have, you know, these tournaments. And that's why it's good golf is year-round because you're swinging at different targets. And sometimes you can scrape up some money in this off season of golf now, uh, betting on some of these guys, these these guys that are still trying to really make a name for themselves, these hungrier golfers. Um, you know, who am I exampling? Like a Cam Young or like a um, you know, somebody like that. You know, you can bet money on these kinds of guys throughout these tournaments and they're good value because they're usually good plays on the um odds and and only a couple dollars. And that's all you need every week to be just throwing in a couple dollars. You know, it's like betting a hundred dollars at the end of the year total over the course of each tournament, a couple dollars, you know, you just made your chances for that one guy to win a lot. You know, you win a lot of money. Yeah. How many dollars? A couple dollars, two dollars, three dollars max. I'm glad you brought up Cam Young, dude. I, I feel like Cam Young probably should have been on a, on the Ryder Cup team. I, I like his game. And I think he he probably would have played really well in match play. He was deserving of it. But uh, you know, some of the other guys, I, I just felt like uh, I don't know. I feel like there might have been some like bias there. You know, they just didn't go with the guys that 
that were the best players that year. They they went with you know who they thought would make a, a good fun team based off you know past experience in that event. Yeah. But question for you, romances slightly off topic, um, but on topic of teams and such. That's confusing. Live golf. What are we thinking here at the end of the season? They they never really kind of determined what would the overall end game of live be. They kind of left it way out in the open of saying, hey, we're going to merge it or figure out how it incorporates. But they never really gave us a roadmap to how it incorporates. Thoughts? Feelings? Drop a comment. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I haven't read up on anything of recent you know i I haven't seen anything recent come out that's like kind of given us that path like you said um i'm really interested to see what happens um just because you know the pga came out and they said that nothing was going to change for them they're just going to go along you know as they always have um i always envision just you know a few extra events kind of incorporating the live you know concept um but Liv has also come out and said well let me stop there there's been the uh, um, assumption that Liv was just going to be a back and absorbed by the pga right for the most part that's what people have said uh but then Liv comes out and they basically say like nothing's changing to Liv. like we're gonna keep doing our thing we think it's gonna grow you know so i don't know that's what i mean it's like a toss-up right now back and forth they haven't had that conversation ugly conversation hasn't been had yet maybe right. it has and they're just being quiet about it yeah i mean I'm, i I would assume that they have some sort of plan um but yeah you're right there hasn't really been a big announcement about it you know um what i'm i'm looking forward to forward to tgl though you know the the new tiger rory um golf tournament that's gonna be that? Aaron. fuck man let's let's call out some Let's call it out here, right? Jamie, Jamie, pull that shit up. Jamie, let's pull this shit up. Brendan, Brendan, pull that shit up, man. I don't know if they had a start date for that yet or if they had any t- official times or anything. Um, but, yeah, that should be uh, – I thought really Liv was going to throw a wrench into that, and, and I thought that maybe they wouldn't do it because of those circumstances. But I don't know what's going on with that. I really didn't hear anything or any updates, and I haven't read any updates on that. So that would definitely be something good to give our listeners a little – update yeah 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 yeah, for sure um let me circle back real quick so uh looks like january 2024 Mm. 15 regular season matches and a playoff starting in january um tech infused golf league partnership with pga tour i mean this this is going to be pretty sweet i feel like it's going to be something we've never oh so it's officially announced 15 different tournaments throughout the year to follow along with the PGA tour schedule. And it's not live. This is the TGL. Yep. TGL it's Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy. It's, yep. it's their baby. They're launching it. Um, I mean, just imagine teams of, you know, some of the best players in the world uh, and Tiger Woods um, competing in, you know, golf tournaments basically on like a track man that stands, you know, I don't know, fucking this. The screen is massive, dude. Imagine a movie theater screen, basically, where you're hitting balls and playing any course in the world, 
uh, and then when you have to go out and hit chip shots and putt, it's an actual, you know, green complex, uh, bunkers and everything that just moves based upon what that hole you're playing. Uh, and then you can sit up in, in an arena audience and, and watch this shit. And then it, when you're not there, it's streaming on ESPN and plus and stuff. So yo, Joe, the Ocho, right after dodgeball. So I think, I think that is going to be interesting. I love that it's January 24th. So we're not going to have to wait very long. Um, and then we'll see how the, the live golf plays out after that arrives, because then maybe once that arrives, then this fraction that was needed because live did poke a niche, right? Like it did poke the niche of golfers that didn't quite exactly love the four day style of tournaments, maybe something a little more engaging, more fun, a little more loose, a little less serious, um, a little more, um, you know, just like less traditional in its style. And I think if you take the niche that people wanted that, and then now you take the TGL now you're getting back those people that you lost from the PGA that wanted that little niche thing that went to live for it because they were like, oh, there's nothing like live. This is awesome. Now they have TGL. They can come back to the PGA and be like, hey, ooh, wait, TGL's really cool. This is actually <laughs> awesome. Let me follow this. So now that's giving it like this uh, competitive kind of reach over each other. And we'll see where the fans kind of fall and lie. After six months of that, you know, we've seen almost a year of live now. Let's see what six months of this other one does and then kind of compare. But I, I, I think you're going to find a lot of people come back over and cross back over to this TGL thing because it's a whole new concept. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how much, you know, players are making in this TGL <laughs> thing. Uh, you know, I assume they're making something, but um, I, I, I don't know how that will all work. But one thing I do know is. I feel like golf is in an awesome spot right now. I, I just feel like it's it's booming, dude. Like the yeah. popularity's come around. Like I, I totally get the historic significance of like the PGA and, and the, those major tournaments and everything and, and that divide that occurred between that and why Live was basically started. Sure. Um but I I just feel like as annoying as all that was uh, and everything that stirred up because of it. Like, I just feel like it's now put us in such a great place because there's such like uh there's so many eyes now on the game of golf. You know what I mean? And a lot and of eyes, a lot of options, right? A lot of options. And then you got the TGL coming in, which is going to be something completely new because from what I've read, like, I believe these are going to be taking place on like weekday nights, you know what I mean? So like, imagine you know not a monday night watching football like a tuesday night you turn on tv and you're watching you know super golf best, league yeah super golf league you know it's it's gonna be fucking awesome it's gonna change the you know change the game and i think accessibility too right when we talk about that and, and accessibility. yeah like these guys will be mic'd up and shit it's well, gonna be a completely different thing yeah well that accessibility and then the dual accessibility of you're making the game more accessible yeah, in the right. sense where now these kids in these towns all across America, they don't just have one outlook of like, oh, if I if I can't make it into the PGA Tour, if I can't win, you know, 100 tournaments from now until I'm 17 and then, you know, beat every because I feel like golf is such a hard avenue to break into the professional golf league, punching your card. You have to be so good, even beyond the best people consistently all the time. It's like so much pressure, so much practice, so much this and that. 
now there's easier access and avenues into golf with these other leagues and these other little access points. It's going to grow the game that way where it's going to channel new golfers in new cities to play and pick up sticks. And that's mm-hmm. the overall, right? That's what the PGA is hoping for in all this and the golf world's hoping for in all this because what's good for the golf world is good for everybody that likes golf um, in theory because then everything is going to become more elevated. So I, I think that's really the overall goal with all of these conglomerates and these companies trying to make all these little factors of golf. They're just trying to basically up the accessibility. And if you take away that stuffiness out of it and that exclusivity that it's always kind of carried, um, that's when you're going to see it really open up to the rest of uh, the U S with the sports market. And that's when you're really going to see the number shift, which we're already in right now. We're in that shifting current. Um, but it hasn't like fully boulder pushed over the hill yet. You know, we're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. And uh, correction to me, those that's actually going to be on Monday night. So it's like Monday night football, Monday night golf. But I mean, they don't take place at the same time, but that's the concept is like kind of be the, the same type of event, you know, every week. Um, so it, it's going to be fucking sweet. It's going to be sweet. It's going to change the game. Looking forward to it. That's for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, that's 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 it. It's about all she wrote, man. And uh, that's it, and that's all. <laughs> that's it, and that's all. And, and me and Brendan have said our piece for the week here. Um, had a nice little episode of Good Lies Golf. We're on episode forty-one, guys. That's a lot of episodes. So, there we go, man. You know, thanks for listening to all these episodes and keeping track with us, and you know, staying on board. We're here. Um, guess what? merch comes out next week not a joke for real bada for real bang, bada boom. being launched next week merchandise get your wallets ready um, they're going to be right on the website so you're not going to have to do anything just go right on our website store is going to be right on there shirts you can buy them we're going to have hats shirts coffee mugs little things at first and then we'll expand we'll get some more merch in there but you'll have your limited edition we'll be doing our own golf. barbecue sauce yeah that's and wing don't sauce. ask Brennan what's in that it's disgusting Hmm. We'll leave you what is it? What is it, Sherm? We'll leave them to think about it until next week. What is it, Sherm? All right, Brendan. What we'll are you putting you, there? We'll see you what next week. You're putting week. the barbecue out. <laughs> barbecue sauce, Sherm. What are you putting in there? Dude?